This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto... Please tune us in on 96.7 FM, and uh, I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, and as usual with me in studio, my co-host, uh, Naz Marchese. Uh, good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing great, and uh, before I introduce our uh, our next uh, our next uh, occupant of the seat in, in, this, uh, in this studio, I just obviously want to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day. It's a it's a, an important day in the year, and uh, we all know how important mothers are, and we wish them all a fantastic day. Uh, in studio with us, the um, the uh, return repeat performance of Lou Franceschetti. Lou, we had you on suspension for a couple of weeks, but we welcome you back. Uh, we do provide some uh, needed sandpaper to the show. And we understand that uh, you're you're ready to ready to rumble this morning. So, uh, good morning, Lou. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Wally. I see you guys need a spike in your ratings, so you brought the old PG veteran in. <laughs> I know, I know you've been anxiously uh, wanting to return from your uh, from your suspension. So uh, it's up. Uh, we're happy to have you back. And I know, turn it over to you guys really quickly. I know that Mother's Day means a lot to both of you guys. So I'll give you this opportunity. To extend your best wishes. Yeah. Um, happy Mother's Day to my wife, Mary Lane, and um, my mom up in the sky, that's for sure. Lou? Uh, you know what? I don't think we'd be anywhere without our mothers, uh, let alone everything they've done for us. Uh, probably put a lot more food on the table uh, than a lot of other people do. But anyways, I just want to wish my mother a happy Mother's Day wherever you are there. And uh, to my ex-wife, happy Mother's Day for the for the raising of my two great kids. Fantastic. Uh, Lutz, well, we're welcome to have you back, because I know you're, you're raring to go. Uh, we missed you last Sunday, and uh, I know that, uh, that you were, uh, had some strong opinions about uh, the Maple Leafs taking the uh, first overall draft choice, which we're calling the Austin Matthews Derby. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, it's not my thought. It's more or less, you go to Phoenix, uh, since he's a... Uh, Phoenix born and bred uh, hockey player. And uh, you ask uh, Dave Tippett and their contingency of what's the best package you can uh, give me for uh, for that first overall. And if they knock your socks off and they throw in uh, players that will make the Leafs a lot better hockey team now and in the future by throwing in maybe two or three first-round picks, future first-round picks, uh, you, you've got to listen to them and see where your team is right now. Now, certainly, uh, there aren't that many people uh, in in the city talking about uh, 
uh, trading that pick. Uh, you you're uh, you may be a, a lone voice in the wilderness here, but uh, no, there's a few people, but it's not too many. It's not too many us looking at that. Okay, Naz, what would it take? What what? Uh, I mean, I mean, well, I wouldn't uh, trade uh, the uh, pick first of all. Well, but no, you that's, know what? That's neither here or there. I guess. Yeah, but you no, know, that's I I I know because we all assume that uh, that the offer is not going to come in. At uh, at a, at a level that you'd want to trade the pick, but you know what? At the end of the day, you know the one part of it I do agree with Lou. I'm not looking to trade this pick. I think I think Austin Matthews may be a talent uh, that could you could build a team around for the next ten years. But you know what? At the end of the day, the hockey players are commodities, right, Lou? They're you're, commodities. You're, you're, they're you're, they're you're, for sale. That's right. And let's and, let's not forget that and, they and are they are for sale. And you know what? And, and, you know, we can say, oh, we don't want to trade Austin Matthews. Well, the, you know what? If Peter Shirelli picked up the phone, which he's not going to do, but if Peter Shirelli picked up the phone and said, you know what, Toronto, uh, you know, we want, uh, we'll take your first pick. We'll ship you Connor McDavid. Of course you're yeah, going to trade him. That's a different story. I know, but that just goes to the point that it's a commodity, that if the offer is right, you'd look at it. So what, what, what's the right offer? Wow. Talking about Phoenix, because Phoenix will overpay. They're the one team that will overpay for Austin Matthews. So they seem to be a logical trading partner because obviously Austin Matthews would be a big draw in Scottsdale because well, he grew to, up they'd there. They'd have to start with Larson, the defenseman, for sure. Okay, give us and, give us a it, scoop on Larson. And the Coyle, and the, he's probably top five in the NHL defense. How old is he? Uh, 23, okay. 24. So we so start off with Larson. Yeah, it has to start with Larson, but... Arizona's already said they're not going to give up Larson because he's that good. So it's not going to happen. And Austin Matthews, you never, you don't trade a player that potentially could be the top two or three players in the National Hockey League. Leafs haven't had that. They have had Matt Sundin, who's a great player, but he wasn't in the top five in the NHL at the time he played. This kid has the opportunity to be one of the top players in the National Hockey League. How can you trade that kid away? I agree with you there, Naz, but let's let's – Let's let's forecast this trade. And you you've been banding about these uh, these names, Lou. Max Domi, uh, Duclair, uh, Strom, Strom, in Arizona and Arizona's number one pick. I said Perlini too, and you got a Dvorak too. These are these are five players. I'm not sure what what their status is in the in the juniors right now, but you've got. Quality let's here. Let's take a step back. And let, you got, let, let's, cut, let's cut to the chase here. Strom, Duclair, Domi, and you swap the first picks. If I, you're Toronto... Plus. No, 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 no more pluses. Okay? No more pluses. That deal. Strom, Duclair, Domi, and you swap the first and the sixth pick. If you're Arizona, the Coyotes, do you make that deal? I wouldn't make that deal if I was uh, if I was Toronto. I'd want a, at least another two first round picks in this uh, trade. And the only reason why I want those extra round picks so is because you want, you want that plus another two. Yeah. First, so you want half the you want half the Coyotes team in their future. Well, so is, not, is, isn't, isn't that what make, isn't that what Austin Matthews is to you? That's the case. It is right. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that what Austin Matthews that. is to you? Because right. the, the Phoenix Coyotes right now, if you take those three or four players, well, two players are there. The other three aren't. You take uh, Max Dome and you take Duclair off that franchise. They're not going to end up in the in the playoffs anytime soon. So what you're going to do is you're going to get Phoenix's first okay. round pick in the next couple of years. But this, well, you talk, guys are let, making a point that this guy's a generational player. He might be. So, that's right. Yeah. So get what it's going to be worth. Okay. 
Strom. Duclair. Domi swapped the first-round picks. Naz. Don't make the deal. Who doesn't make Absolutely that deal? Absolutely, Leafs don't make that deal. The Leafs don't make that deal? Not enough. Because any of those three players, they're second and third-line players at best. How do you we know? Love, we love Max How Domi. How do you know? Max Domi is going to be a second-line player at best. And what he's do they have here? Be, he's not going to be the top center. Austin Matthews is going to be the top center. Domi doesn't compare to Austin Matthews. He does not. So why would you make the trade? The only way you make See, a Strom's trade— Strom's a wild card, though, Ned. Strom, yeah, wild card. <laughs> okay. But you Third look, overall look, pick. Uh, year before. Look, Big Austin, six, Matthews, three? Austin Matthews has got the potential to be one of the top players in the National Hockey League. None of the guys that Louie mentioned have the, that potential. The only guy on that team that the Toronto Maple Leafs should trade for, if they were ever to trade Austin Matthews, is a start is Larson, the defenseman. Because Larson is a top-notch, top-five defenseman in the National Hockey League. That's where you make the trade. You don't make the trade for these guys and not get the best player. Okay. So let's 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 let's. Uh, we got a couple minutes left before we go to break. Let's let's throw the trade a different way. Uh, it's obviously Austin Matthews. Uh, let's assume. Uh, what's that? is it? Larson's his name? OEL. I always see his, his, I always see the uh, on the Twitter accounts. I always see him referred to as OEL. All of Ekman Larson is that That's his name? Correct. Okay, let's assume – and you know that uh, the Coyotes have this new 26-year-old general manager. Yeah, that's so a beauty. That's that a beauty. Okay. But apparently they're going to give Dave Tippett some control over personnel or whatever. What a well-run club And apparently is. the owners, the owners taking an interest in being a general manager, and we know how that goes over. That, that usually uh, – but let's assume, let's assume they're willing to put uh, Ekman Larson on the table into a deal. What else does Arizona have to throw in that deal to pry Austin Matthews away from Toronto? Oh, they probably have to throw the three guys that you were saying, plus this Larson kid, to make the deal happen. And you're going to have to throw in a couple of first-round picks. Wow. You may have to throw one of them in. Yeah, the only historic. I mean, I can't remember. In but an I wouldn't trade Matthews. Yeah, the, I, I, these, these, the only, the only two trades in history that this. Sort of reminds me of. I can't think of any other Lindros? historic Lindros, and you know, you know how well that worked out because it it oh, bought Colorado, Colorado a yeah. Stanley Cup. No, 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 no! Don't, you, you can't say that. Patrick Roy brought Patrick Roy okay. brought the Colorado yeah, because, Stanley Peter Cup. Forrest, Peter Forsberg and some of these other okay. guys didn't help. Okay. You, unless you Come have on. a goalie, you're not going to win anything. Okay. The bottom line is, at the end of the day, Colorado got the best end of that trade. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So that didn't work out well trading your trading the number one pick overall. Didn't work out well for the Flyers. And the only other historic um, uh, something similar to that was the Herschel Walker trade in in football, when Dallas didn't Dallas traded uh, seven picks. Uh, no, Dallas traded Herschel Walker to Minnesota for yes. all their picks for yes. for a zillion picks, and yeah. that made yeah. that made the Dallas Cowboys into a Super Bowl winner three times in the early nineties. Three times in the early nineties. Twice yeah. with the Bills, and I think they beat one other team, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So that's the only two historic parallels, and that never worked out well for the team that traded. Uh, it worked out well for the team that traded the number one pick. Didn't work out so well for the team that gave up half their team. But anyways, uh, we're going to follow that one. The bottom line is, I can't see. I can't see the Leafs trading trading that pick. It's not going to happen. Um, I, I just can't see it happening. We're going to go to break, and before we go to break, I just want to announce, right after the break, we'll be coming back. We're hoping to have on the line with us, from St. Petersburg, Russia, Michael Trakos, the uh, 
the renowned hockey writer for Post Media News. Uh, he's over in uh, in Russia, and he's taken in the uh, the World Hockey Championships. We've been talking to him, and uh, hopefully we'll make that connection with Russia this morning, and uh, we hope to have him on right after the break. And to all of you out there, uh, middle of the hour, we're going to have some interesting things to give away. Uh, certainly on Mother's Day, we've got some incredible gift cards. From the great people at Scruple Salon and Spa, they've kindly donated uh, two $120 gift cards at Scruple's Salon and Spa. They're fabulous items. Listen in. In about 10, 15 minutes, we'll be giving out the numbers. So get your fingers ready. We'll give out those numbers. You can call in. We'll be giving away two Scruple's gift cards. And we'll also be giving away a $50 Pizzaville gift card. We're giving away the store today, Naz, so uh, we'll be right back after the break. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville brought back the large five-topping pizza special for just $13.99 for a limited time. I'm whispering because the last time Pizzaville brought back this special, there was pandemonium in the streets, pushing, shoving, biting. So order now and order often, and hopefully you won't have any bite marks when this is over. Call Pizzaville for the large five-topping pizza special at pound 3636 from your cell phone. Shh. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. 
They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto and the condo towers are interfering with your reception, switch the dial over to the FM band and you can listen to us on 96.7. We're pleased to have with us this morning uh, return performance the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're thrilled to have him, one of Canada's, if not Canada's, most renowned hockey writer, Michael Trakos, who writes for uh, Post Media News. You can find him in the Toronto Sun and in the National Post. Good morning, Michael, and welcome back to the Nazawali Sports Hour. Hey, thanks for having me. That's quite the introduction. I hope I live up to uh, all those points. <laughs> Listen, those, Michael. Uh, uh, praiseworthy words. Yeah, you know, you're certainly well worthy, well worthy of the praise. Uh, you're certainly one of the, if not the most uh, respected hockey writer in the country right now. So we always I look forward to reading your columns in both uh, the Sun and the Post. Anyways, uh uh, we're just waking up here in uh, in Toronto, and apparently there's already been a game that's happened today. Uh, uh, Canada Hungary, uh, give us a little recap. I understand Canada won that one seven to one. Give us a little recap on that game, Michael. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, the biggest test in the world for Canada. Um, I don't think Hungary, uh, aside from one player who had played in the NHL, and we're talking about a 32 game span, um, they didn't have anyone that was really kind of NHL worthy. So. It was a seven to one route. Um, the good news for Canada is that um, they're getting a lot of offense from a lot of different lines. So they had seven different scorers today. Um, they scored five goals against the U.S. and they've allowed just two goals in two games so far. So uh, it, it's a great kind of start. And I was talking to Corey Perry afterwards, and he said it, it's a good sign that all four lines are going because once it starts getting a little bit more difficult when they're playing the Finns, the Swedes, and the Russians, uh, you're going to need kind of all the offensive weapons that you have. And so far it looks like a really young, uh, really kind of fast and a lot of skilled uh, forwards on this team. So uh, hopefully they can keep it up because uh, I think right now you have to say that Canada, along with probably the Finns and the Russians, are uh, should be tournament favorites right now. Michael, the two guys I've uh, really wanted, and I'm interested in how they've looked and on the bigger ice surface is Gallagher and Marchand. Two pesky players in the NHL. How do they, how are they fitting in with Team Canada? I think they look great, and uh, I think you don't even be kind of hard pressed to find anyone that's not looking great right now. Um, but Marchand, I would put him in the category of maybe top five forwards uh, in the two games right now. He's got two goals. Him and Taylor Hall uh, lead Canada in goals, and Marchand he's not playing that pesky or pesky role right now he's just playing a real skillful uh game and um was the beneficiary of a breakaway uh, shorthanded goal against u.s and you know today's game Connor mcdavid splits a couple of defenders and puts Marshawn on a mini breakaway so uh kind of right place right time but um uh, to be skating up the ice with Connor mcdavid uh wasn't slow on the big ice and he's the guy i'm looking for i don't know about you guys but when you're putting together that Canada World Cup team. I wonder if there's a place uh, on that team for Brad Marchand. Because you got to remember, he had just a career year in terms of goal scored in Boston this year, and 
if he can keep everything in check, and we're talking about those kind of extracurricular things that he does on the ice that can sometimes get his own team in trouble, if he can keep that in check, I think he can be a very dangerous weapon for Canada, uh, especially when you're playing on a smaller ice surface and especially when you're trying to get under the other team's skin. The uh, big matchup was Canada-U.S. the first game, Austin Matthews against uh, Team Canada. Uh, against McDavid, that was that's what they were touting. But how did Austin Matthews look in that game? And have you seen him play the game against? Did you see him play against Belarus also? Yeah, and I and also did see. Uh, I was in Helsinki for the World Junior, so I got to see a lot of Austin uh, at that tournament as well. And you know, I kind of almost feel bad for him at this tournament because all eyes are on him. And yet, when you look at Canada, uh, the Canada roster compared to. Uh, the American roster was well, a night and day. Um, you got Austin Matthews playing with Jordan Schroeder and Patrick Maroon, and nothing against those guys, but it's not the same level of caliber um, that Canada's brought to this event, too. And even when you're looking at Patrick Liney and trying to compare him, like, well, Liney's playing with uh, Alex Barkov, and I believe he was playing with UC Jokin in the last game. So, again, we're, we're talking a higher skill and just more depth are, are all around them. So, uh, I think the trouble that Austin Matthews is going to find is that U.S. team, they, they have such a thin defense and they don't have the depth up front where if you're playing the Americans, all you have to do is really focus in on maybe Dylan Larkin, Nick Foligno, and Austin Matthews, and um, you can do some damage and kind of holding them in check. So um didn't look that great against Canada. Maybe that was just a reflection of how good the Canadians were. Um, but against Belarus, he had the same output, two goals, one assist, that Patrick Liney did against Belarus. And uh, what we did see in that game was a, a really good wrist shot. Uh, went bar down on his first. Um, the other one, he took a shot, uh, pass in the slot and just quickly fired it off uh, and beat the Belarusian goaltender. So um, there's, there's a lot to like there with uh, Matthew's game so far. We're talking to Michael Trakos. Michael Trakos, of course, uh, the national hockey writer for Post Media News. You can uh, see him in the Toronto Sun and also in the National Post. Michael, you're over in St. Petersburg, Russia, which uh, is uh, supposed to be a fantastic city, uh, and it's the World Hockey Championship, and we thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. Just give us an idea. I know in Canada we, uh, you know, we, go, we go crazy over hockey. We actually follow this tournament. And uh, what's the level of interest like over in Russia or over in Europe? What, what level of interest are you finding in the media over there? about this tournament? Uh, it, it's a lot bigger than it is back home. Uh, I'll, I'll say that much. Um, for whatever reason, maybe it's because all the league teams are, are done their season, so you're basically uh, running into a downtime for a lot of the European leagues. Um, so they can kind of turn their attention here and you're getting all the best players from your participating, but uh, they care a lot about it. And uh, Today, I didn't know much about Hungary in terms of a hockey nation, but... Uh, Basically, the whole place was filled with kind of cheering Hungarians. You probably saw it on TV, yeah. and it was, it was just an amazing atmosphere. And just kind of walking around um, the center square and whatnot, you're seeing a ton of jerseys. Uh, I'm seeing Edmonton Oilers jerseys, uh, Coyotes jerseys, and um, the Finns are well represented here. And it's very close, obviously, to Finland. So a ton of Line A fans. Um, I'm seeing a couple Canadians uh, here and there sprinkled amongst the, the group, but in terms of the Russians, the Finns, and the, the other European nations, uh, they care a lot about this tournament, and it, it is a great atmosphere so far. Great, uh, great job by the organizers as well. 
Michael, just so you're aware, we have uh, we have Lou Franceschetti in studio with us this morning. He's chomping at the bit. At some point, uh, he may jump in and want to ask you a question. But uh, you... go ahead, Lou. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey, Lou. Nice talking to you as well. <laughs> Listen, we were we were discussing before we talked to you here earlier uh, on regarding a trade maybe for Austin Matthews. How's Max Domi doing in there, and how's he adjusted to to playing with the uh, so-called superstars in the National Hockey League? Yeah, uh, I think Max has been sort of quiet so far. Um, I haven't noticed him a, a whole lot uh, offensively, but uh, I imagine he's going to break out as well. There's just so much skill there when you're looking at Domi's game, and I, I'm a big fan of what, what he's able to do at the NHL level. I just love the idea that you've got a guy that's maybe not the biggest guy on the ice, but just brings so much speed, so much uh, talent with, in regards to what he can do uh, with the stick handling and his shot and just kind of vision that um, I, I would love to see him be uh, paired up with a guy like Connor McDavid and uh, let those two guys just kind of cycle the puck in the offensive zone. But, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of a lot of skill in this lineup and a lot of good guys that are going to be probably challenging for that under-24 uh, World Cup team, uh, especially on defense. But Mac Domi... Him, Mark Shifley, Boone Jenner, I think all those guys are going to be in the mix for that team. We had an interesting discussion before you came on about trading Austin Matthews. Uh, what is your uh, feel? Should the Leafs uh, look at that at all, Michael? I don't think so. And I was talking to Lou Lamorello just before I got here. He's in the same hotel um, that I'm staying at. And we had a discussion as to where the Leafs are going with this number one pick. And he didn't tip his hand, but... I think they have almost made up their mind in the fact that Austin Matthews is just such a talented and kind of almost a, almost a generational player. But when you're talking about a guy who is that prototypical number one center, it's not like you're grabbing a Nylander and saying, okay, can we make this guy a center? Um, would he be able to handle the rigors? With Matthews, you're looking at Ryan Ketlap, basically, uh, up the middle. And... Um, those kind of guys don't come around that often. So to trade them for, whether it's a Max Domi or uh, for some of Edmonton's prospects, uh, whoever it might be, I don't think you do that. And I don't think the Leafs are even contemplating that kind of trade. Uh, just because of what I said, like, guys don't grow. <laughs> guys don't come around this, uh, this often when you're talking about uh, the skill level, the polish as well. Um, you're talking about an 18-year-old that when you talk to him, uh, seems like he's 30 years old and has been playing in the NHL for years. Um, he's got that kind of maturity level. So I don't think anything really phases him. And he's the perfect guy to come in to Toronto as a number one pick and not worry about expectations, just play his game and get things done. Uh, we're talking to Michael Trakos, of course, a writer for the National Post, uh, lead hockey writer and uh, Post Media News. Michael, we won't keep you much longer. Uh, we don't want to take too much advantage of your generosity of your time this morning. But uh, NHL playoffs, uh, any surprises so far? Is it is it developing as you expected? And uh, where do you see it going from here? Uh, you know, every time I think that uh, a team's going to be done, uh, they breathe new life into them, and. I picked Washington and Anaheim for the cup final, and right now I'm not feeling too good about my predictions <laughs> right now, but um, who knows? Uh, Washington had a big game uh, last night, so anything's possible. Maybe they can kind of erase those demons uh, in Washington, and Alex Ovechkin can kind of rewrite history, but I would love to see 
Ovechkin and Thornton and the Sharks really kind of reached the final and just kind of put to bed any notion that those guys are non-playoff performers because I think that's got a lot of BS there. I think both guys are so talented and do bring it. It's just we're talking postseason and anything can kind of happen. Hey, Michael, uh, yeah, I was part of those demons in the demons in the mid-'80s uh, that we could never get by the Islanders. Uh, there's yeah. a going-on joke here uh, about uh, Mr. Ovechkin that he's never missed a world championships uh, in Russia. Uh, is there any buzz about that over there, that uh, you might be seeing uh, an Alex Ovechkin uh, coming over and playing in St. Petersburg? Oh, God, I hope not. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> well, he had his chance last night, and he, you know what? If he really wanted to go over to Russia, he didn't mail it in last night. He strapped... Uh, he strapped that team to his shoulders last night, so he, he he didn't look like he was in any hurry to go back to Russia. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for him, and you know I got to cover the Washington Capitals for two rounds last year, or sorry, uh, one round against the the Rangers. And while they didn't get past New York, uh, it was not Alex Ovechkin's fault. That like, he was fantastic, and you know I think twenty nine other teams would love to have him if, if Washington ever decides to to go another route. Anyways, we've been talking to Michael. I, Michael, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you're over in St. Petersburg, Russia, and uh, uh, we really, really appreciate you uh, joining us this morning and giving us uh, your uh, bringing us up to date on what Canada's doing over there. And I certainly hope uh, we end up with the same result we had last year. I remember that uh, that final game last year, Canada against Russia, where we absolutely obliterated the Russians, uh, and it was just an incredible display of hockey by the Canadian team last year. So. Hopefully that's in the future of this particular edition of the Canadian national team as well. Thanks. Yeah, so m- I think the expectation is to do the same. So, uh, yeah, they have the team to do it, that's for sure. Anyways, Michael, once again, uh, we thank you so much, and uh, we wish you the safe travels. All the best. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. That, of course, was uh, Michael Trakos. Uh, uh, if you don't uh, read, is uh, one of the most insightful hockey writers in Canada. It's just a joy reading some of his uh, some of his work, and uh, you can find him on Post Media. He's uh, you'll find him in the Toronto Sun and the National Post. Uh, Naz, uh, parting shots on the uh, Canadian uh, well, Michael, endeavor over there. Well, Michael summed it up about Austin Matthews. He wouldn't trade him either. So I guess uh, well, sounds, it sounds like he could be. Uh, a top-notch player for sure. Yeah, we, we don't seem to have Franceschetti convinced, though. He's shaking his head there. Listen, <laughs> I said if they can throw the proper package that will persuade the Maple Leafs to trade Austin Matthews. So, And you look at the teams that are over there, you start with a big puzzle. Right now, Team USA, Austin Matthews is a piece of that puzzle. You look at Team Canada, they've got the full package there. So you can't even compare on what Austin Matthews or Laney do over there because certain players put in situations where you don't have anybody around them. It's just like if Austin Matthews goes to the Phoenix Coyotes, he's got nobody around him. He comes to the Leafs, he's still not going to have anybody around him. You know, I love the personality of that Finnish kid, Leani. He has uh, quite the personality. He's going to fit into Winnipeg real well. Man, he's got he's, he's got a, one hell of a skill the set. Long hair, oh, oh, man. It's kid can rock play. Star. You know what? He could be the next coming of uh, Timo Solani. He, he this kid can play hockey. Yeah. He's big, strong, fast. And you put him on a line with Brian Little and Mark Shifley, or and some of the young kids oh, they've man. got. Winnipeg, he, Nick, Nick Ellers. It's you know they're, they're going to be a scary team. Uh, I'd say two or three years down the road. Yeah, certainly. So uh, it's time for uh, for our break. And before we go to break, we announced it earlier in the show. I hope you've got your fingers next to your telephones right now. Uh, 
the first three callers. The first caller is going to win a $100 gift certificate from Scruples Salon and Spa. Uh, where's my phone here? I've got to uh, announce that. Uh, and the second uh, caller will win a $50 gift certificate from Pizzaville. And the third caller will win also a $120 gift certificate from Scruples Salon and Spa. Scruples Salon and Spa. Uh, you can find them two locations, one in Pickering, one in Woodbridge. The Pickering location is on 30 acres, and it's a great spa retreat. If you're waiting for that last minute Mother's Day gift, give us a call. Make your wife happy. ScruplesSalon.com. You can find them there. These are two great, great gift certificates. We gave them out uh, some time ago, and we've received tremendous response from the people who've, um, who've uh, picked up those certificates. I will give you the phone numbers. 416-360-0740. 1-866-740-4740. Give us a call. These things will go very fast. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when they got up in my grill. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. You get two Ponzerotti with two toppings per, plus ten chicken wings, I say for sure. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. That's $19.99, a deal, for real, a steal. Ponzo Combo, Ponzo Combo. Yo, visit pizzaville.ca or pound 3636 from your cell phone, word. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Bond. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them every day. They've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice.
The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I want to thank our callers who uh, burned up our phone lines. I'll announce the winners of the of the gift cards, the Scruples gift cards. Anthony Piano in Toronto, Ontario. Margaret Gondor, also in Mississauga, winner of Scruples $120 gift card. And the Pizzaville card, Dan Ranelli, Etobicoke, Ontario. Okay, Lou, Steve Stamkos. Yes, Steve Stamkos. Is he coming to Toronto? Tell us what you know, what you don't know, what your, uh, you what know your what? gut I don't tells know. you. I, I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, obviously, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are being successful without him. Uh, they definitely have to sign Kucherov. Uh, this is a kid that you can't let go. Um, they've got to make some cap space for him. They've got Hedman that's going to come up in... Uh, 2018. They've got uh, Bishop that's going to come up in 2018. They got Tyler Johnson that's going to come up. They got Kalorin that's going to come up. Uh, and the way Drew Ennis played, they're going to have to come up with a bridge package for him too. So that's interesting. Uh, Drew Ennis play, right? It, it, it's just phenomenal, especially the way the kid got knocked out cold the other night uh, on a great hit by uh, by Hickey, and he came back with that fire that uh, you usually don't see on in kids that. At that age, and really, he made the great play on on the tying goal by Kucherov. So uh, you know they've got their uh, they've got they're going to have their issues right there, and whether Stamkos is going to fit into their so-called puzzle at eight to twelve million dollars a year, I really don't think it's going to happen. Whether Stamkos comes here, or whether he goes to Montreal, or whether he goes to maybe even Detroit, uh, Detroit, or even New York City, I wouldn't be surprised that. Uh, if, oh, they're good at overspending. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can always get rid of Nash. And you can, Eric Stahl's an unrestricted free agent. Yeah. Uh, and they're also getting rid of Yandel's uh, probably contract at the end of the year. And then even with Girardi not playing as much as he did. And there's rumblings out there that uh, you never know whether they trade Lundqvist or not. So Because he's going to be that age that uh, can they afford to, to keep him on and maybe give him to a team that really doesn't have a, a top-notch goalie like Dallas. Anyways, we had a spirited discussion about uh, whether the Leafs should uh, draft Austin Matthews or whether we should, they should look at a package. And uh, I think you're outvoted on this one so far, Lou. But you were, we, were, we were drawing the point or having the discussion about whether signing whether if you draft Stam if you draft Matthews, do you need to sign Stamkos? I absolutely believe they and do. And you, Naz, I know you've got heated opinions on that. Yeah, they have to protect the kid. He's 18 years old with the Toronto media, and the best way to do it is to sign Stamkos and have Stamkos be the guy the media goes to and let Matthews develop. They need to get that second player. And Kadri isn't it. Stamkos is. That's a key signing for them. They need to make it. 
last week on the show, I was listening, and there was a big deal about Kadri signing the six-year deal. The only re- reason they did that, and I, think, and I think Bitch Carter said yeah. it, nailed, nailed it on the head, is that they're protecting their, their rights there. They, they've done that because now, come uh, draft time, if a team comes up or they want to move up, which I personally think that they're going to move up from the Pittsburgh draft pick, they're going to move up into the 10 to 15 range, you put Kadri in a package, he's already signed, you don't have to worry about him going the unrestricted free agency route. It gives the team that uh, that they're trading him to a second or third line player, and it, it's respectable money. It's it's four and a half million dollars on a six year deal. I think that's Good what deal. he's worth. He's not worth uh, uh, five or more. So it, it makes a lot of sense that they they tie down one of their assets, knowing that they've given him. Uh, you know, he, he's played well here this year. But he's not a, a second or first line center, and you're not going to pay uh, him four and a half million dollars, five million dollars a year as a third line center. They've got lots of those guys no, his, down in the Murleys. Kadri's skill set is not third line. His skill set is second line. And if they sign Stamkos, Kadri's going to be gone. Uh, I, I think it's he, he. It doesn't make sense to have Kadri as a third line center. If you, I mean, you get if you sign Stamkos, you got Stamkos, you got Matthews. I'm more, I'm more. But I, I can't see Kadri protecting the kid. Yeah, protecting Kadri cannot Ka- do that. Kadri, I mean, you know what? You I mean you look back at and you know, it seemed to be doing the whole show on the Leafs today. It just seems to be going that way. You look back at what Shanahan and uh, Lamorello and Hunter and Dubas have done in the last year, and um, time will tell how this works out. But j- just look at where the Leafs are. Today, compared to the, where they were a year ago, uh, you got to give these guys. I mean, you know, it, it's you know we've been critical of of the Leafs in the past, Naz. But uh, man, I think you got to give them a pat on the back. The management, like, look look at what they've done. Um, they got rid of they got rid of Fanuf, uh, not so much not so much the body, but the contract. They got rid of Kessel. Not so much the body, but the contract. Because I, you know, we criticized because we thought we would be hoisting a Stanley Cup. You could have caught you could have caught more for Kessel in terms yeah, of I in terms they of they basically got a bag of pucks in in, in a draft choice. But uh, but you know, sometimes you got to give uh, you know you, you got to give credit where credit is due. And you know, some of the moves that they've made in the last year, you know, they're uh, you know what. They they got a plan and they're sticking to it and the like you said Lou that Kadri signing that Kadri signing is all about tying them up so they can trade them for for more assets um, so you can give them credit for that and the whole key to this whole plan is 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 going to is going to happen um, I think it's the last week in June the draft okay for the Leafs to move up to the next echelon. Easy to put together a playoff team. Not so easy, but playoff team's one thing. A Stanley Cup contender is a totally different thing. And if you want to, you want to, you want to create a Stanley Cup contender, then all those draft choices that are now, now they're starting with them. They've got, I think, three in the first 60. Uh, or three in the first, first 30. 30 sorry, sorry. Three in the first 31. And six in the first 60 or something like that. And you look at some of the teams that have moved from the bottom to the top, uh, the classic example being the uh, L.A. Kings, you need those late first-rounders and those second-rounders to develop into second- and third-line players. The Leafs have never done that in their history. Never. They've always failed at the draft. Now it's put-up-or-shut-up time. 
Now you want it, you've you've stockpiled some talent. You you've got you know Austin Matthews, you've got Mitch Marner, you've got Nylander, you've got Morgan Riley, you've got some you know you got some other guys in the Marlies who could fill out your third and fourth lines. Uh, you need a couple more defensemen, maybe a goalie, uh, and you need you got to get them from the late first round and the second round. And this is this is where they have to produce. They get some solid NHL players in this draft in two, three years down the road. Uh, I think you're going to see the Leafs as a contender. Well, it, it really, this is the most crucial year the Leafs have really had uh, concerning uh, the draft and all the players that they've got coming in. Uh, I think a big key is here that they really found out what they've had in the Marlies this year when they brought up uh, Hyman and, and all the kids. And, uh, you know, they're third and fourth line players, which is great. But they knew that they got a lot of assets uh, with uh, with those players, and really, it's you have to make your your draft choices count. And, and if you don't, every team is going to suffer by it. You look at a Edmonton when they were coming off all that Stanley Cup ring uh, championships in the nineties; uh, they never made a first round pick count. And same with the Leafs. I don't think they have one guy that got drafted in the nineteen nineties that actually played more than maybe a hundred or two hundred games anywhere. In the National Hockey League, I want to go come back to that point, Naz and uh, Lou and Naz. And I'd like to, your thoughts on it. But b- before we do that, I just want to announce we left. We love to take some calls this morning. We've got ten minutes left on the show. <clears throat> you want to talk Leafs? You want? We want to get into the Raptors, uh, uh, TFC, a great performance, the Jays. By all means, give us a call. Whatever's on your sporting mind, uh, we'd love to. We'd love to chat with you on the air. I'll repeat those numbers for you: four one six three six zero. 0740 416-360-0740 1-866-740-4740 by all means give us a call we'd love to chat sports with you have you ever seen a more dominant half than Valanchunas had against uh, Miami yesterday in the first half he was absolutely incredible and uh, how about the fourth quarter in game two Oh, he! Oh, he's he's a he's a beast. He's he a is. beast. It's too bad uh, he he got hurt. Um, he's got a. Uh, I presume he didn't break anything. He's got a sprained ankle, which means his ligaments got uh, stretched a little bit. I'm very very familiar with those types of injuries from my uh, younger days. Um, hopefully, the the ligaments aren't uh, aren't pulled and they're just strained. Um, I think. Uh, what are they saying? Day to day. Day to day. Yeah, they're saying day to day. But uh, gotta love Kyle Lowry's performance yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That was the Kyle Lowry that we've seen for the last two years. That was the guy who strapped the team to his back when they needed to, and you know, give him credit when they needed him. When when uh, JV was was dominating the game and he went down, Kyle Lowry twenty nine points in the second half. After uh, after not a great start to the playoffs. The signature, pretty, move, the signature move of that game pre, was the seventeen foot jumper Lowry over Wade one on one. That was the that was the move of the game, and that was it. As soon as he made that shot, I knew that the Raptors were going to win that game. Like, wh- why is there any doubt in this kid can't do it? You know, the, the media here in, Ooh, in the city. Lowry? Yeah, the media here in the city is it's more like you're you're tracking, they're, they're taking one small thing that he didn't didn't play well against. Indianapolis. Uh, obviously, he didn't play well in the first uh, game and a half uh, against Miami, but the kids got it. So I, I don't know why we jump on the case where he well, can't do it. You know, and he, it's he's, like, he's got it, Lou, but he wasn't bringing it. 
Okay. I mean, let, let, well, you know, he wasn't no, but, for hey, a whole playoff series. Well, and, they're humans. They're, they're professional athletes yeah, that, that yeah. tend to, listen, you know at the what? end of the, the, end you know of the day. I, I get that part of it, Lou. I get that part that they're human beings. But if he's, your, if he's one of your go-to guys, you know what? You, you know, you, you look back in the history of sports, you know, the, this team's basically strapped to the backs of Kyle Lowry and De, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Okay, and give give JV credit. He's stepped up, <laughs> and he's you know he's 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 shouldered a lot of the load. Uh, but you know what? We talked about it last night. I won't say they were lucky to get through uh, uh, Indiana. Uh, I mean, we talked about yeah, it last night. They, they, they were they were lucky. <laughs> no, they weren't lucky. <laughs> they, they, were. they weren't lucky. They shouldn't have, no, they shouldn't have won was, game they six. Come on, Lou. They weren't lucky. They, it was yeah. a it was a series that could have gone either way. Okay, it was it was evenly matched. Um, and we talked about it last Sunday, Naz. You thought they were gonna they, they were gonna fall. I thought the home home court advantage was gonna get them through. But at the end of the day, you know he's you know what? If you're a go to guy and 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 you're expected to perform at a superstar level, then you've got to take the criticism, Lou. That's you know and 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 when you give the criticism, we give the criticism. When we give the compliments, we give the compliments. This morning we're saying Kyle. You know what? You he played brought like the, it. He, he brought played it like the player night. that he was in the okay. last couple years. Yeah, but is he a super? Is he a superstar? Lid, are you going to put him in the top ten elite no. guards no. In, in all of ba- in basketball guard. this year? Top guards, guards maybe. Yes. Not, this maybe year? Not. Yeah. Guard Anyways, guard. I want you guys to hold that thought. We've got a couple of patient callers uh, who've been on the line for a couple of minutes, and we want to get to their calls. We have Tom from Brampton. How are you this morning, Tom? Great, and happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Thank, thank you so much to, uh, on behalf of all the mothers. Uh, go ahead. What's on your mind, Tom? Uh, three things. The first one, uh, I'm predicting a Canadian will win the men's and women's Canadian Open this summer. Okay. I, I, I got an idea. I know who the woman is. might yeah. be initials BH. Right. But uh, let me pick your brain a little bit. Who's, who's the uh, Canadian man that's going to win the Canadian Open? Uh, I'm going with uh, Graham Dillette. Not a bad choice. And uh, secondly, uh, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, he's uh, having problems. But uh, do you see somewhere down the line that the CFL may take a shot at the guy? Anyways, Tom, I want to thank you for your call. I'm going to turn that one over to Naz for comment. Johnny Manziel is not coming to the CFL. He's got major, major problems. That that kid. The border won't let him in. (laughs) That kid is. uh, (laughs) That kid is out of control. That's for sure. I I can't see anybody who'd want him. Why would you want him? Like what's what's the upside Hamil- with this Hamilton kid? Hamilton Tiger Cats have their rights. His rights, by the way. You know, until he until he absolutely cleans his act up. Like, who needs a circuit? Who needs a sideshow? Didn't uh, didn't the Alouettes bring in some huge college star from uh, Sam? Who was it? Sam. Oh, the, the kid from Missouri. Oh, the kid from Missouri. But that was a totally different issue. He just, you know, he didn't play well here, and you know, and uh, but there was another. There was another. Another. Was it? Did the Owls bring in Lawrence Phillips a they long, long time ago? Yes, they did. Yep. And I mean, you know, the, you bring in these guys; they're, they're ultra talented, but they don't have their head together. And like, and it just, it just. Yargo's dist- brought in with Ricky Williams. I mean, yeah, but he had not a bad year. Yeah, but you he know, wasn't but, the star. But, but I, I got to, you know, you're you play, you've played on teams like I mean, the teammates must resent that. And like, you know, you're 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 out there, you know, busting it every day, all day, every day. Busting it for 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 chicken feed, and then they bring in this high profile, high priced guy from the states, and uh, and you know they you know basically roll out the red carpet for him. Well, unfortunately, I never 
Uh, it's never happened in my career. And also, what the, they never the, rolled out the red carpet for you, Lou? No, I wasn't the one that got, <laughs> caused all that trouble. <laughs> Maybe now I do. You were, you but were what they, they call a more, lunch bucket you know, guy. Uh, the media has a lot to do with that also, and, and back then, uh, I think the craziest guy I ever played was probably uh, John Cordick, and we knew what was going on off the ice, he uh, but he was well hidden. Uh, so it's just one of those situations where, uh, one, I don't think Customs is going to let Johnny Manziel in here, and, and two, they think that they can come up here and play uh, the kind of game that they can and realize that it's a completely different ball game out here, and uh, they'll probably be gone within a month or so. Anyways, we have on the line from Etobicoke uh, in a repeat performance to the Nazawali Sports Hour, the D General. Mr. General, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. Uh, great show. Um, I don't know why we're talking about golf or basketball. Can we uh, stay on the uh, topic at hand, which is hockey, please? Go ahead, uh, sir. Anyway, i got a great question for you guys because one that I can't answer and a lot of guys can't answer out there is uh, – What's going on with this uh, video replay in the NHL right now? And, and how are they determining this goalie interference? Because I, what I think is it's going to cost somebody the Stanley Cup. I can't figure out the Pavelski goal the other night to me looked good. Lou, you're one of those <coughs> excuse me, crashing bangers. You always just go to the net and say, was that not a good goal? Or was I just you know the only guy out there uh, throwing stuff at my TV? Well, you know what, Danny? I, I think all professional sports right now is uh, is going to the uh, method that they have to protect the so-called women that play the position that goaltenders, the back catchers, uh, all these kind of things. You and, know, and, that comment got uh, Donald Trump in trouble. Eh? So be careful. Okay. Well, <laughs> I've got less here than Donald Trump. Okay. There, you know, they, they've taken... The, the aggressiveness. On behalf of all women, I want to apologize. But okay, go ahead. I, ladies, especially today if it's Mother's Day. Um, you can't touch the goalie anymore. You can't touch the, uh, the back catcher anymore. You can't touch the quarterback anymore. Like, where is this leading to? That, that was a great goal by Pavelski. He happened to he tripped over uh, Weber at the time, and then he got a sec- great second and third effort on trying to knock the puck over the goal line from about two inches. So I thought at the time it was a good goal. It's just that I know they're trying to protect the stars of the game, but come on, National Hockey League, World Professional Sports, you've you got to play with a little bit of passion, and sometimes you have to do a little bit of dirty work to, to get ahead, and I think that's what uh, what we have to worry about right now, that uh, the instant replay is going to cause a team to lose the Stanley Cup or uh, a championship, and it's, it's going to put the, a little bit of a... Real quick on that comment, Lou, and we only have a minute left. I want to, and, and you know, you played in the 1980s, early 1990s. Um, in let's not make this a man versus woman debate, but is the NHL just um, is it just not tough enough? Do they do they penalize things that uh, are they trying to take away the physicality out of the game? I really think they are. Uh, and, again, you can't say that because Tom Hickey laid his shoulder right into oh, the guys. That was guys. great. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was but incredible. But what, what the National Hockey League trying to do right now is they're going to try, they're trying really hard, is if you've got somebody lined up, go for his chest instead of his head. And, unfortunately, with, uh, with the media that we have around nowadays, if you do that, it's going to be on every sports channel for the next month or so. So uh, I can understand where they're coming from. But there, there are a lot of checks. They're, they're trying to take a lot of the dirtiness, the disrespectfulness uh, out of the game uh, because, you know, guys are taking advantage of it, running guys from behind. Okay. Uh, I want to turn over to Naz. Naz, uh, we, we, just a few seconds left. Parting shots. Jays, TFC, Kentucky Derby. Parting shots, Naz. 
Well, I want to get back to the Raptors again. Go uh, ahead. This is a big game tomorrow night, and uh, I have a feeling that uh, they're going to the finals against LeBron. It's going to be something. I'm telling you, by this time next week, you'll see the Raptors in the Eastern Final against Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think they, uh, you know what, the Raptors have been managing to hang in there without without uh, without their best performances, and uh, if they turn it up a notch, yeah, I think you're going to see them in the finals. One other thing I want to mention, uh, TFC. I know you're not. You guys are not big soccer fans, but they had a huge performance yesterday. And more about the BMO. I don't know if you're driving down the Gardener this morning, but that place looks fantastic. Thirty thousand great people yesterday watching TFC soccer. Exciting. They look like they've got a great team. Jovenko's playing at the top of his game. We're going to keep an eye on TFC this year. And the Argos are going to play there. I'm going and to the watch Argos a couple gonna start. of games. It looks like year. a fantastic venue. Yeah. For a sporting event, I drove by it this morning on the Gardener. They've covered it up, and uh, certainly the, it's going to be a great place to watch the Argos or TFC. Can I mention one more thing? We are hosting the Emory Collegiate Re- Reunion 55th anniversary this Saturday at uh, the Femme Furlan Banquet Hall. Uh, there's about 40 tickets left. If any Emoryites want to go, there's 40 uh, tickets left, and Wally and I will be hosting that event. To all our listeners, Uh, And especially to mothers, have a great Mother's Day. To all our listeners, have a fantastic week. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.